0: Hi, I'm Dr. Sonia Whitaker, host of the Sonia Whitaker podcast. Thank you so very much for giving of your gift of time to learn more about me or to gain access to my blog posts as well as previously recorded podcasts. You may visit my website directly at SoniaWhitaker.com. That's S-O-N-Y-A-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R.com. I'm thrilled to share with you today that I'm actually on the road. And I want to open up by actually talking about that for just a second. I am down south. And as most of you know, I live in the Chicagoland area. And at this moment, I am glazing at what I would consider to be uh, one of the world's most uh, beautiful lakes. And I share that because I really want to start out by making sure, especially for those of you that are new to me, that you're clear that I'm sincere about my work. Um, I've been toying, for the lack of a better term, with uh, ideas about a number of ways to present my thinking to you. I feel very fortunate and humbled by the fact that um, many seem to be interested these days in my take on important topics impacting education on both a local, state, and national levels. And so I want to make sure that I'm always able to be sincere when I present to you a blog post or when I podcast. I don't want to get commercially. And so as a direct result of that, um, in some of my podcasts, I'll have cute little music in the background. And sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll just be sitting outside. Sometimes I'll just be going for a walk. Sometimes I just want to sit in front of the lake. And I'd like to think that I have a gift, almost like an artist. And so again, in summary, at the risk of being redundant, I just want to be able to podcast important messages to you in the most sincere way possible. So thank you so much for allowing me to do so. The title of today's podcast is, It's Cold Outside, and Teachers Are Feeling the Chilling Effect from state laws being passed to curb teaching about systemic racism. And that is actually an article, the title of an article posted in Education Week, and it is actually the article that prompted my thinking relevant to the production of this podcast. 13 states have now passed laws similarly, but loosely worded bills, that their authors say are intended to prevent teachers from indoctrinating students with political ideas and make white students feel anguish or guilt for racist actions by previous generations. More than eight states are set to consider similar bills early next year, according to an article published by Education Week on December the 10th, 2021. In my humble estimation, as a direct result, teachers are concerned about many things, including losing their teaching licenses in states when they are perceived to be teaching critical race theory. Now, I'm sure you probably won't find it hard to believe that each and every time I speak about this topic, I find it necessary to state that critical race theory is actually not being taught in a greater majority of America's K through 12th grade institutions or school districts. What is and are should be taught are happening in America's classrooms is an infusion of culture into daily lessons. In other words, if educators are going to be able to ensure that all students, including black and brown students, reach their fullest intellectual potential teachers must weave their students' culture into daily instruction. The bottom line, however, is that you cannot teach who you do not know. Allow me to pivot for just a moment. In the words of Albert Einstein, if the majority of us knew the root cause of this evil, the road to recovery would not be very long. In part, I believe, that the root cause of this evil is about preservation of feelings and less about what is the truth. I find it concerning that the preservation of one's feeling weighs more heavily than the need for our black and brown students to be aware of the resilient history of their people. In fact, let me tell you this, even as adult, an adult, I'm not just interested in learning about how successful people are in their current state of being, so to speak. When I meet someone that I perceive to be successful, I'm more interested in talking with them if they're willing to share stories about how they got to where they are today. Like, I'm so serious about that. I want to hear the good. I want to hear the bad. And I also want to hear the ugly. Not so that I can spend time focused on the negative, but so that I may draw strength, personally, and professionally speaking, in their triumphs and their struggles, those lessons that that they've learned, I want you to know that I'm concerned about the well-being. By the way, not only of Black and Brown students, but I'm also concerned about the well-being of White students, because you see, unlike a lot of people in my role as an educator and national speaker. I have actually spent a lot of time talking with white students. And, and to be honest, I think I find that interesting because it's much like when I was working on my doctoral dissertation, I thought that my research was gonna take me down one path, but by the time it was done, I was on a whole nother path. And that's how I feel about my journey to work cultural competency and my genuine desire in ensuring that others take this journey along with me. I didn't realize how white students felt because initially I hadn't talked to them. What I've learned since then is that the students I've spoken to have indicated that they're upset, that they're hurt, and that they feel betrayed. They want to know the history. As I shared in a recent podcast, uh, a good friend of mine stated once to me, The history does not repeat itself. People repeat history. Therefore, so that our white students do not unintentionally repeat the negative parts of American history that some find so painful to discuss that they wanna cover it up and hide the truth, we've got to expose them. None of us can be blamed for the painful parts of our country's history. This is not the blame game. We must, however, raise the consciousness of the adults in our schools and the students that they serve so that we may remain solution-oriented as opposed to problem-creators or just distractors. In summary, let's support our teachers who are genuinely uninterested in the politics of education. They've become caught up in the politics associated with the outcome of a recent presidential election, coronavirus, as well as intense race relations. I think we have a fundamental obligation to shield them from all of this as much as humanly possible, figuratively speaking. As opposed to being distracted by those that are using national and local politics or platforms rather, to spread false information relevant to the teaching of critical race theory in classrooms, they should be encouraged to implement culturally responsive pedagogy into their classrooms, which according to Dr. Gloria Latson-Billings, culturally relevant pedagogy is a form of teaching that engages learners whose cultures are traditionally excluded from mainstream settings. We, of course, want them to be able to do so with the peace of mind and without fear of losing their licenses if they happen to do so. So how do we make that happen? In order to answer this question, please allow me to be totally and completely honest. Most recently, I began asking myself, why is it that the people that are on the the other side of this argument seem to be gaining more attraction, more media attraction in particular? And actually, no, I should say more media attraction and more attraction as it relates to the development and the passing of policies and laws that in my humble estimation are counterproductive. In the spirit of transparency, I'm really still trying to formulate my thoughts in a response to that question. Again, that question being, why is it that people that are on the other side of this argument seeming to be gaining more attraction or traction rather? I'm, I'm, I'm still Still trying to formulate my response to that. But what I do want to say is that my initial response to that question is that we have to advocate and we have to stay the course. You see, the right thing to do is never wrong. We need school board members, state and policymakers to recognize that having teachers caught up in the politics of education serves as counterproductive to helping them ensure that they reach the goal of making sure that all students gain equitable access to a quality education. Teachers are not interested in the politics of education. The reason that most of them went into the profession is because they consider it a calling and because they care and they're simply trying to make a difference. Let us all support them by working at all levels of the system, including the policy level, to ensure that they are able to focus their efforts on the real reason that they went into this profession. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Sonia Whitaker, on the Sonia Whitaker Podcast. For access to this podcast and others, you may visit with me directly by visiting my website at soniawhitaker.com.